Alright, welcome to the Rush Hour Fitness Podcast. This is episode number 79. I'm your host, Terry, and your co-host, Malcolm, here. Hey, guys. What's going on? So, in today's episode, we have a special guest, another guest. We're trying to get more guests on to the show uh, for you guys to get uh, other insights on you know, certain topics that we talked about in the past and also new topics that we're going to bring up. Uh, we have our you know, close friend, Imran, here, and hey. he, we're going to talk about SARMs. Uh, before we get started, Thought we... are jumping right into SARMs? Yeah. Oh, we got to go... Well, <laughs> I mean... Tell us your I backstory mean, first. Yeah, we'll talk, talk, talk about, like, your backstory. This is Imran, he is SARMs. Yeah, he, uh, is, he is SARMs. There he is. He's the definition of SARMs. <laughs> but uh, we talked about this topic before in the past. Um, you know, me and Malcolm discussed about what we thought about it. Like, we we personally don't use it, so we decided to to bring someone on to have experience with it and you know he's gonna tell his experience with it as well uh, but before we get started uh, we're gonna discuss just about Imran and himself uh, we know Imran through of course he's a personal trainer as well uh, he's worked with clients and he also has his own podcast uh, which he could I'll plug it at the end yeah he I'll can do he can do his own I have to give you value first before you guys <laughs> yeah. want to actually listen to more of me talking right. uh, about that yeah but you can get started uh, just Talk about yourself, yeah. you know, your experience, okay. uh, just as a trainer, I guess, and also, you know, your experience with SARMs, uh, yeah. and give a little background. Yeah. So I think background, because of the fact that we don't have video, an important part to know about me as a person is that I do come from a Bengali family, which plays an important part in genetics, which I assume Malcolm and Terry have brought up before on the podcast. Um, a lot of people think that you can become anything you want in the gym, but you are predispositioned to have a ceiling based on your genetics. Uh, for me, coming from a background of short, weak, frail people. Uh, my genetics were very hindering in my capabilities yeah. in the gym. Uh, I started working out when I was like 14, and obviously I didn't have the most knowledge. So, mm-hmm. And back then it was like, you know, it's just like, what, it's been, it's like nine years ago when I started, or like eight years ago. Like just those couple of years ago, the only information we'd have was bodybuilding.com, right? right. You go on bodybuilding.com and you're like, all right, what does Schwarzenegger do? You go on Schwarzenegger's workout, you're like, all right, all right, 10 sets of 10 at the most weight that I can do of every exercise, <laughs> right? So you think you could do this volume that you, can, you can't sustain if you're not one of these individuals who's been in the game for this long, who has the peak genetics, who's on a bunch of things. Um, but I still did them uh, thinking that I could sustain it. And um, over the years, have, have gotten injured time and time again, uh, which I'll I bring that up because when I start talking about storms, I'll, I'll mention the importance of that to why I took them. Um, but yeah, so I, I worked out for a long time. Uh, I became a trainer because I think having someone who has the experience of working out for many years is the best way to actually get good at working out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've sure. talked to clients and I, I tell them it's like, Physical therapy sometimes is limited because some of the times physical therapists don't have the experience of working out themselves. Uh, yeah, they're going through school and obviously they are more well-versed in the stuff that they're doing, but if you don't have that you know, mind-muscle connection, like you don't know what it feels like to use certain muscles, to do certain exercises, and like do them with perfection, how are you going to help someone else and tell them how to use their muscles? Um, so working with someone who has that experience is important, and one of the reasons I wanted to become a trainer was because of the fact that I think everyone could benefit from having a trainer and, uh, and I helped so many friends along the, the way through college while I was doing other things as a math major um, that that seemed to be more of a, what I wanted to be driven in and do. Yeah, sounds good. That sounds uh, so fast, pretty good. What, 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 are the, um, what are the injuries that you had? They were all from lifting or they all from like... Yeah, so almost every single injury I had was from lifting. Um, so one of the things is... Uh, you know how 
you're always told to uh, on the concentric portion of a lift mm -hmm. you squeeze right you right. squeeze your muscle right. as hard as you can but I when I thought because I, I come from I also when I started I started on the skinnier end of the spectrum mm -hmm. so I never really like had I, I feel as though I didn't have as much cushioning on my joints mm -hmm. it was one uh, two when I thought squeeze I thought meant literally like push with all exertion and what I would do is like I would literally push my elbow or my knees where it was not on the muscle anymore, it was me actually putting pressure just on the joints. Okay. Right, so like think about doing a tricep extension, instead of like bringing it down and just stopping when you feel the squeeze in the muscle, right, right. I would literally keep pushing and just squeeze into my joint. Right, right. right? Okay. So over time, that caused a lot of joint degradation for my knees, my elbows, my shoulders. Right. Um, taking a step away from joint injuries on that aspect, uh, I've had shoulder impingement on my right side. Uh, I have. Gaspar, it basically said it's a sublux shoulder. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but it's a thing where I could kind of like pop my shoulder in and out. Mm -hmm. um, no pain now, but at a point I did have pain, but I, this has been there since I remember ever working out. But due to that, I believe it caused me to have imbalances and instabilities. Mm -hmm. So when I did heavy pressing movements, also, also one of the things I do is I, I, I do dumbbell flies heavy as shit. I told you about this once. I used to do dumbbell flies with 60 pounder. Oh, well. What? Yeah, sixty pounders. Yeah, okay. I mean, I've done the, I've done it with like fifty pound, but I've done it on an incline with fifty pound. But yeah, I've never had like I've done heavy on an incline. I yeah. don't, I don't no, on a flat. No, yeah, no. I feel like my pecs would uh, <laughs> rip apart. Right? Yeah, so so when I was younger, I was like just heavy, 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 heavy yeah, every yeah. time, and I was like, what fucking giant tits? Like I just want <laughs> big ass pecs, and I was like, so I remember I talked to this dude once when I was working. I used to work at a Duncan in high school. And uh, he was huge. And I go, what do you do for chest? I was like, do you bench, like dumbbell press? Like, what do you do? He goes, I just fly. And I, I think I just took that to heart. And like, I just started doing heavy flies all the time. And when I started doing them, one, like, you know, like with flies, you feel it a lot more. Right, right. Uh, you feel the burn in the pec as you're going down on the descent. Right. And I was like, oh, this is way more fun. Because mm -hmm. I was like, no pain, no gain at the time. Right, right, so I yeah. kept going heavier and heavier. And, and the things with flies, they're not anatomically like like the most conducive to shoulder health right no, if yeah, you do the sure. correct yeah, yeah of course yeah. Yeah, for sure and um so going heavy at you know i was like what 16 at the time Damn. like 16 at like 130 pounds flying 60 pounders like yeah, i'm yeah. surprised my shoulders are more broken than that. Right. yeah um Damn. yeah my goal was always just like heavy heavy weight so that's kind of why the shoulder issues started arising Right. Um, okay. that poor posture over time because I was so front front dominant mm -hmm. right uh, my lats were way bigger than my shoulders my shoulder development it's still there where my lats are too big and uh, I like roll forward okay, okay. Um, I got you. so because of that I got shoulder impingement on my right side uh, pressing wrong mm -hmm. I had a pinched nerve on my right elbow on my ulnar side uh, and so that that was an issue for a while because that would give me like the tingling feeling that you get from a nerve impingement yeah. Uh, for like months so I went to physical therapy for like a, a little bit for that uh, what else that, that, and I had mild patellar tendonitis on my left knee okay. from, from like all the, the knee so this always been on and off before you you took SARMs yeah yeah so okay. it's, it, it was an issue basically so the, I think the first two years of me working out were probably like no problems but then post two th those first two years I think it really started compounding and getting worse. Like all the issues were getting worse. And okay. For me, I at a point I thought that everyone was supposed to feel that way right. because, like, you, again, that concept of no pain, no gain. Like yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. sore right. all the time. Like you're not making progress, mm -hmm. which 
like I'm barely ever sore anymore. Like I'm sore sometimes now, but like rarely am I really that sore. Mm-hmm. And this is even off songs. Like this is like right, a regular right. basis because I'm not pushing myself like that anymore. Right, yeah. um, but I definitely push myself past uh, a limit of like being able to recover. Also, mm-hmm. my diet wasn't good because I was in high school. Right. Like I mean, I ate food, but like I definitely did you know look at my micros, my macros properly. Mm-hmm. Right. So my recovery was also not the best. So th- this was an issue that went through basically most of, of college. I think my first two years of college were still kind of okay, but then uh, my junior year of college, I did a heavy bulk and I started doing powerlifting stuff. So like I started doing heavy ass deadlifts, heavy yeah. ass squats, benching way more often, on top of all the poor posture, the joint issues, and all these other problems that I had. Yeah. And that's when it was like debilitating. So yeah. once that happened, uh, like it was actual pain. It was like I can't move properly. Uh, I remember there was one time where I was like going into like a child's pose mm-hmm. and like standing up, and like my left knee was just like an aggravating pain. Like just standing up, like my my tendon was hurting. When I go upstairs, my tendon would hurt. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I fucked up. I gotta I gotta do something now. And you went to physical therapy, and for I only went to physical therapy for my shoulder okay. and my pinched nerve okay. on the right side because those were like okay, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They're they're more serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never went for my knee, but uh, I did. Well, when I was there for the shoulder, I asked him about my knee, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, just yeah, just don't do stuff. Like, <laughs> just don't, uh, just don't work out anymore." And I was like, uh, "I don't think that's the right, right move right. at twenty something." You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give up already. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, other than the shoulder, it wasn't like diagnosed. Okay. Uh, but I know like those are the issues from just experience talking to, to people who are experienced mm-hmm. and um, yeah it's, it's gotten so much better so I know that what I did to fix them were the right things to do mm-hmm. yeah. okay. okay so uh, what do you learn about songs I guess from uh, from being around us I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, being yeah. around the, the place you work at yeah. um, or the, well, the place I used to work at <laughs> yeah. but uh, the place you work at and I guess we were discussing about it as a topic um, yeah. and in a meeting and the you you did more research before you went out to buy the product yeah. or you actually just like decided to sh- like hey, let me give it a shot let me try it out and i'll just go by experience and see how it feels and yeah no, so i'm i'm a very i'm very nitpicky and anal about the things i'm going to put in my body yeah um because i mean it, it's everything you put in is going to affect how you perform mm-hmm. uh so like i'm very into like, you know vitamins i'm very into like all the supplements that i take right. i'm very like cautious about the things that i put in my body because they're going to have an effect on you uh so i originally learned from it i think there's a youtuber called i think his name is ryan Terry. he's a young guy he's like 19 or something like that i know i saw a video of him talking about it I saw a bunch of those titles but then uh, the most important thing was definitely when i started talking to actual like people in real life like trainers that I work with mm-hmm. and they mentioned like oh yeah like this is, this is just something I take it's just something I heard about and like the, the the more I talk to people about it the less it seemed like it had risk right. but uh, that that's not where I drew the line so obviously I went on online I read as many articles as I could I read meta-analysis on the use of SARMs the origins the you know how it works on the body how it acts on the cells and then and only then was I like okay I've had all these issues nothing I've done so far seems as though it's fixed these mm-hmm. and it seems like it's something that I won't be able to fix with just regular rehab mm-hmm. um, or would it just taken a lot longer yeah, if you were yeah. to do regular rehab right, right. yeah, yeah. So, and um, 
one, I'm not opposed to any form of uh, performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, any form? Any form. Any form. I don't give a fuck what it like you even caffeine. Caffeine is a performance enhancer. Exactly. Caffeine is a performance Caffeine has just been something that's been indoctrinated this society and it's just normal. Do you take caffeine? Every fucking day. Right? <laughs> so I have a caffeine problem. I'm addicted. But the thing is Starbucks feeds my addiction, right? <laughs> the the cold brew at work feeds my addiction. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. completely normal. Yeah, yeah. Um but uh, everything else you take in it's fucking voodoo right. it's like oh my god what are you doing fucking doing drugs right, right. fucking druggy like no yeah, it's yeah. like everything you put into your body if it affects your neurochemistry mm-hmm. affects your body on the cellular level like that is technically a drug to your body yeah. it's exogenous mm-hmm. like you're, you're right. gonna impact it right. um, but yeah so I, I decided to take SARMs after I did the research because I don't know if you guys are familiar but SARMs were originally produced to fight osteoporosis right, yeah, I remember uh, that. and fighting atrophy for like, cancer-related patients, people who have muscular dystrophy. Right. Um, so it wasn't made for bodybuilders. It's at least the one that, that I took. So I took Osterin, uh, MK2866. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that one has been in research for about a decade almost. Um, it has shown the most results in studies, and it has the most studies. But it's still not FDA-approved because it doesn't hasn't been tested on humans. Okay. Um, it, it, it hasn't been tested on humans at the scale that it should be to be FDA approved. Okay. But they, they have had uh, tests on people, but they're just small groups. Okay. But all those tests I saw, one, so a uh, little bit more info on uh, SARMs. So SARMs stand for Selective Androgenic Receptor Modulator. I'm sure some of your guests know that already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that testosterone has the, the negative anabolic effects. Right, so things like gyno, mm-hmm. uh, reducing your testosterone if you take it for too long, mm-hmm. uh, like natural testosterone yeah. production, mm-hmm. uh, reducing your, your testicle size, so right, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What SARMs are supposed to be are basically all of the positive androgenic effects, increasing muscle size, increasing bone density, increasing just general stability of your body without those anabolic effects and long-term effects on your testosterone production. Right, so being someone who's 22, I obviously am not going to take steroids because I don't want to hinder my testosterone production yeah. later on down the line. Mm-hmm. But I, doing the research, I saw that people who had taken storms for six to eight week periods, as comparative to the control, they saw, I think it was a, I, I may be mistaken, but somewhere between a one to three pound increase in lean muscle mass. Uh, it, may, it may have been more than that. And that was only off of a, I, I believe a 12.5 milligram per day dosage. Okay. Um, and that's a normal dosage? 12.5 milligrams? That's what, what the study had. Okay. A normal dose, so what I take, what I took, so I've done it twice now. I did two cycles of it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, the pills are 22.5 milligrams. Okay. Uh, okay. And I did that for both times about six weeks. And, and that's I'll, every day? Daily? Yeah, yeah, daily. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, the first time I took it, I fucked up and I took I took two a day for the first two weeks. <laughs> so I was taking like 40, 45 milligrams okay, a day. Okay. Uh, but the thing is, I also, I got my blood work done before I took them, after I took them, and then eight weeks post, uh, post uh, uh, end of cycle. Right. Mm-hmm. Every single time I went, my testosterone was the same. Uh, one of the big things I saw was that when I was on SARMs, my HDL cholesterol was way higher. Way when higher. You're on SARMs. When I was on, on SARMs. Yeah, yeah. Also, when you take, when you take SARMs, you take the fucking nastiest shits. Mm-hmm. Take that, just fucking, just, it's really? vile. It's just not a fun time. And what I think it, I think the way that it works on your body is that you use you use more of your fat for energy 
I think it, it, it that's, that's what I think. Cause that's the only way I can imagine your shits being that nasty. Yeah. It's like it's like when you you know when you have coconut oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know when you, you eat a lot of coconut oil and then you take a dump and it's just like oh god like I fucking shouldn't have that much. Coconut oil. Did your diet change from taking SARS? Like did you start eat, I guess eating more or like yeah, the it, type of food you're eating different? Make you eat more? Yeah. Uh, it made me way hungry. It put my appetite out. But like usually I stick to the same. I, I've had the same diet for a long time. Okay. Like. I, I haven't eaten yet today, right? It's like 12 p.m. Okay. I, I usually, this has been like probably like three years-ish that I've been doing this. Like okay. not fully committed, but semi to like intermittent fasting where I just okay. don't eat before 12. Okay. I just don't like the way I feel when I do. Okay. Um, go home, eat a carb source, either oatmeal or like a Kodiak cake, mm-hmm. and then a lot of eggs, right? Mm-hmm. And recently I've cut out dairy because dairy just, I think, causes inflammation for me. Okay. Uh, and just makes me feel bloated. So I, I just completely have been cutting out dairy. Um, but I think my diet stayed relatively the same. Uh, maybe I increased my my uh, my overall intake a little bit, but the balance was probably around the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's like the difference of like the dump was like like exponential. <laughs> it wasn't like a little bit of a difference that a diet could have made. It was like you're in there, and you're like fuck, who the really? fuck just nuked this bathroom? Like it's <laughs> it's it's so bad. Really? Um, I, mean, I guess it's uh, <laughs> stronger than probiotic. Yeah, no, because yeah, yeah. I took I the first time I took probiotic like. Literally, my, my shit just came out, like, easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, it, the quantity of, of your dump improved, it, it increases by a lot. It's like you're having, like, mountain peaks. Like, oh. it's, it's, you're breaking water, man. Like, I don't oh, understand what it is. I'm not sure exactly why it makes your body uh, react in the way that it does. Interesting. But uh, I, I personally believe it's the way that it, it metabolizes fat. Okay. Because I was more energetic the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, I would wake up, I'd feel snappy, awake. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as I woke up, I had energy uh, through the day, through my workout, yeah. through everything that I did. I just felt like yeah. like 100% that's, all the time. That's one of the side effects that uh, Gaspar said as well. One of his um, one of the side effects he saw was that he would wake up in the morning and he would get like five, six hours of sleep. Like, obviously, not enough sleep at all. Right. And he would go some, still with so much energy. Yeah. Just ready, just yeah. ready to go, you know? Yeah. That was one of the side effects as well. Side so, not a side effect. It's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. I mean, it's a side. It's a side effect, but like, it's not. It's not like. Dude, the worst side effect is definitely just the dumps. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just it's not a bad thing, you know. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's gonna say a bad thing, you know. Yeah, but um, so I, so when I first started at the gym working as a trainer, right? Uh, you guys saw what I was doing. I was doing rehab. You probably looked at me like, "What the fuck is this kid doing?" I was a trainer. Like, I, I, I still had my issues. I probably had slight labrum tear at the time, which is what my shoulder issue I believe was. Um, again, not diagnosed on, on the right side. I knew I had impingement still, but I did a couple of months when I first got here, probably like the first two months, uh, I did just rehab. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't doing any heavy lifting. I, I stopped. And this was also, I did probably a couple of months worth of yoga to improve my flexibility and mm-hmm. overall muscular stability. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing things like ER presses, right? Things like just band pull aparts, just like stabilizing everything trying to feel good mm-hmm. and then I was like alright I still don't feel like how I think I should feel mm-hmm. I don't feel strong I don't feel like stable I don't feel like like I just felt fragile yeah. right? and I wanted to fight that and uh, this is the reason why I took SARMs it wasn't just because I wanted to build muscle it wasn't just because I wanted to look huge mm-hmm. it's because I was like I want to feel normal mm-hmm. uh, I had this conversation with a friend of mine because I also gave him SARMs okay. uh, he's not really into working out like that okay. but he's also Indian He's, okay. he's and uh, we were talking about something. when we do the Stairmaster versus like when we talk to some girls when they do the Stairmaster like the Stairmaster is like tiring right mm-hmm. but when we do it I feel as though 
it burns in a way where it's not like muscular it just like hurts like the whole time I'm doing it it feels like it hurts yeah well your knees just everything just like my legs my knees it feels like my body is falling apart as I'm going <laughs> like every step my body is falling apart like a little bit more like piece stairways, by piece stairways to heaven yeah yeah basically <laughs> um, so, and I didn't want that feeling anymore I was like I want to feel solid like I yeah, saw yeah. people at our gym and I was like these people just fucking look dance just like they like like you like they made the stairmaster look easy. Yeah, like it feels like it feels like stair, more than the stairmaster. <laughs> but like you know, like people are out there. You know, you just want probably three plates plus, right? Mm-hmm. Like not just deadlifting, like four ninety five plus, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a shit ton of weight. Like in perspective, like obviously in our community, it'll yeah, yeah, yeah. adjust it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. It's like not, yeah. um, but that is a lot of weight to put on your body. When I even think of that, I'm like, my body can't handle that. Right. I don't think I would be able to sustain doing anything of that form. No matter what diet, no yeah, matter yeah. you know how well I'm eating, how well I program, yeah. I don't think my bone density is there to be able to handle those things. Mm, yeah. um, and I also talked about that with with uh, Malcolm when it, we we're talking about like what my weight is. Uh-huh. Um, he assumed I weighed like 170, right? right? But I weigh like right now like 155, 158 okay. maybe. Right. Okay. If you look at him, you look at him, well, he looks like he's a you know fairly. Big guy. Like, I thought he's like 180 pounds, 170 pounds, but then I'm like, I weigh more than him. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no, right. which is which is I think is because of my bone density. Right. I think my bones are just so light uh-huh. that I just don't weigh a lot. Right. Now, like, is that is that common within your race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Fucking my whole all my people are fucking broken. <laughs> this is the thing. I felt I remember telling Malcolm about this. I was like, when's the last time you saw like an Indian or like Bengali or like Jack. South South American dude just Jack? Just Jack. I never saw him before. <laughs> Right, no one comes to mind. No one comes. When you think Asian, you think the Asian community. There's, there's a lot of people out there. Like a whole, the whole barbell bait squad, like Bart Juan and all this, all all his friends. Like they're all fucking huge. They're, they're. I think they're part of the reason why most of the people in the Asian community that are into lifting are into powerlifting. Like his, his, he's gotten a lot of people into them. Yeah, for sure. You guys have a fucking good build for for doing powerlifts. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like you're just, you're, you're dense. You're just short, compact, and efficient. Yeah, yeah, he's efficient. Yeah, uh, I'm fucking lanky and weak. Like it's just it's, it's <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, you think of like uh, like Malcolm and Jesse, right? Your, your genetics are just you're de- you're denser, you're bigger. Yeah. Jesse's gigantic. Yeah, yeah, he just has fucking beast genetics, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, makes sense. And that's why I brought up genetics like originally. Mm-hmm. Like like I really do think that my people, uh, uh, a lot of people from South America, like uh, like Chinese people, people who just come from India, mm-hmm. um, are very just weak, fragile, low bone density people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, like that's why I think yoga came to fruition because mm-hmm. they're like we gotta find a way to fucking fix this shit, and, like be stable and like be right. able to like like have some form of like strength. Because uh, yoga is very, it's very conducive to being able to use your muscles the right way and mm-hmm. like really keep everything in line make sure that like you have control of your body uh so i think i think that's why yoga is so popular in india because right. i think because when i did it like i did it for a year uh i felt more stable i felt like my muscles were just like like it had that it had that that dense feeling a little bit more huh. it's interesting you said that i was training someone uh like a, year, a couple months ago a year, a year ago back when i was working at the gym i'm, I'm not sure if he was Guyanese, but he probably looked he looked like he was yeah. and he also took yoga he like yeah. Every weekly, he would, every couple weeks or every week, he would go to like a yoga retreat, and he would do yoga. And he said like, you know, it's it's very helpful for him himself. Um, I, when I was training him, I, I could tell that he 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 was weak. Yeah, you know, yeah. I could tell like 
we were doing some movements and then all of a sudden he, he said like oh, I'm starting to feel pain in, yeah. in my uh, foot or ankle and I was like okay this is uh, we gotta line up the way we gotta yeah. take it a little a little slower than, than usual but uh, but it's interesting is, is that like popular you said it was popular in your, in your, in your well, community I well not for Bengali people not not really Bengali so I'm from Bangladesh my parents yeah. are from Bangladesh so Bangladeshi people are a little less uh, inclined to do anything in fitness really okay um, just not really known for anything of that sort I don't I don't know anything in, in my like family like any form of fitness okay uh, yoga originates from from India Okay. Uh, but it, obviously, Bangladesh was once part of India, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we share very similar genetics to Indian okay. people. I see. Um, but yeah, I think I think the reason why so many Indian people do yoga, like people in India, that that, that is the reason why it became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this conversation with Amir from our gym, where it's like certain things were probably adopted just because, on a macro level, those cultures and societies needed them. So one of the reasons I think turmeric is so useful and used widely, other than the fact that it's a spice that's found in, in, in India, yeah. um, turmeric is an anti-inflammatory. Right. I think Indian people tend to have a lot more inflammation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I think we just have more inflammation. Like, mm-hmm. And I think our muscles are not very good at handling uh, weight-bearing exercises or, or like doing things where... You know, our, our body has to do it for a sustained period of time and like really exert energy. I don't think we're good. Our, our people are good at that. Right. Interesting. Interesting. I think yeah, because I'm uh, I don't remember if you do look at it, like um, I don't know people don't our viewers don't know who Amir is, but like um, like Amir is like he has a good perspective on a lot of different things too as well. So like he's somebody who like I wouldn't be surprised if you talk to him whatever he would have like a like a good. You know, viewpoint of like your own like genetics or different people's genetics, or like where they come from, or like where they, where they, uh, where certain things kind of trend from. You know, yeah. I mean? you know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's a very well versed person. It's it's very interesting to talk to him. Yeah. He had a very interesting point when it came to SARMs because uh, I, I talked to him about it uh, and I, I told him I was like, yeah, this is what I think I'm doing. The one thing with SARMs and the reason why I tell people to be very wary of being open to taking it is that it is new. It is a very new drug. Right. with any new drugs we don't want to be the lab rat mm-hmm. um, yeah. 10 years it's like yeah 10 years is a good amount of time there's been studies yeah 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 but 10 years is not that long mm-hmm. like right. if you really think about it 10 years is like we were alive right so a yeah. drug that it, it, the reason why it's not FDA approved and everyone can use it clinically is because it just hasn't been around for long enough right, right. Yeah. so you are taking the risk of taking a substance that is very very kind of unknown to the market mm-hmm. uh, it's the same thing with like like I tell people with fucking vape products people right. that are out there vaping you don't know what the fuck the glycerol is going to do to your lungs yeah, yeah. like that is it glycerol I think it's glycerol the, the, the additive for flavor yeah, yeah. Um, right like you shouldn't be putting water into your lungs I assume uh-huh. but like there's no studies to tell us what's going to happen to these people right? right it's like when cigarettes came out like no one told you that you could get cancer when it first came out because right, you didn't right. know it was going to give you cancer when it first mm-hmm. came out yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking awesome nicotine buzzes are fun yeah, yeah, yeah. right so just like that, uh, SARMs are, are risky, risky territory. Uh-huh. They're in that gray area of like I, I don't know what this is gonna do, but I was willing to take that risk because I think I'm gonna die anyway. So fuck it. Like I want to feel good while I'm here, because mm-hmm. uh, like I mean, I always one of the things that that's always really important to me why like training has always been uh, an integral part of my life is like you have one body to guide you through this whole fucking thing we call life. Mm-hmm. Like th- th- your body is your like vehicle through life so like if it's not a hundred percent 
like you're fucking limited in how capable you are on a day-to-day basis right, right. so that was one of the reasons I was like I, I, this, I guess this is what I should do to, to feel like I can go about my activities mm-hmm. right. uh, and feel good because I, I had a point like when I had my knee issue like I couldn't like go upstairs I'm like fuck like, right. like this is debilitating right, yeah. Yeah. I don't I find, disabled I find it hard to believe that Assam's w- would have a, a bad effect on people years down the line mm-hmm. because if you because if, like if you think about it you're taking it certain things are improving on you like your joints are improving you feel better when you're, when you're on it mm-hmm. um, and you don't have any like other aspects other like effects going on after, you, after you're off of it yeah. um, even in that short period of time if someone takes smoke, someone smokes cigarettes you they'll literally like have trouble breathing in that week tr- trying yeah. to take it at that time whatever. or even like people who you know uh, have foods over that have like high carbs or whatever they, they'll, gain, they'll gain weight from that weight yeah. gain is not something yeah. that you want to put on your more stress on yeah. your body you know so yeah. like psalms i feel like it's hard to it's hard for you to believe that that's something that's going to like affect you that much be on um, being also too that the fact that you know people don't necessarily put on that much significant amount of muscle in that mm-hmm. time frame you know it's not like it's not like that much in, from the naked eye in, mm-hmm. my, in my opinion like i've seen people who taken it i've seen them put on a little bit of muscle but like it's noticeable but now noticeable when someone's on steroids and yeah. like okay like yeah. that guy you know yeah, his, yeah. His, his whole physique has changed yeah. his head got bigger his forms are bigger now <laughs> that's a little different yeah. you know what I mean I feel like you know it's like SARMS is like I feel like I don't I won't be surprised if it comes out later on that it's perfectly fine it's perfectly mm-hmm. safe and it has no effect on you at yeah. all down the line yeah. is it an illegal substance right now or is it uh, supposed, supposed to be, illegal? To be it's supposed I to be think illegal. it's a- Post, well, it's not supposed to be on sale yeah. uh, because of the fact that it's not FDA regulated. <coughs> okay. I don't think it's illegal. I mean, but, but a lot of stuff aren't FDA regulated. Now, most supplements yeah, aren't. Yeah. That's why I'm like, fuck But it's not considered a supplement. Though. It's that. That's yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah. It's considered medicine. Yeah, it's yeah, considered yeah. more for like clinical use. Right, right. Because uh, it's supposed to be for fighting osteoporosis. Yeah, yeah. And like real issues. Yeah. But it's deemed real. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. everyone, what is real to you is is dependent on whoever the person is. Right, uh, right. But, you know, what the government deems. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's it's not supposed it's not intended for human use technically, yeah, uh, other okay. than research. Like it'll say it even says that on the bottles that I had. Oh yeah. Uh, it says like this right. is for research use only, not for commercial sale. Hmm. Okay. But companies um, are like advertising it as a like a supplement for muscle yeah. building, right? Uh, for for well, some SARMs, because I know you said you're the one you're taking is uh is more for osteoporosis. Yeah. Is there like a different form for, more yes. for muscle building? So so there's there's a lot there's so, a lot of uh, SARMs that are out there and again it, yes. it, it comes with the name like it's it's all the different androgenic receptors yeah, so each one is specific to an androgenic receptor and the, going back to your point about the, the effects of testosterone and actual anabolic steroids yeah. anabolic steroids are a shock to the whole system exactly the yeah. whole cell your entire body yeah. the reason why there's a beauty to the way that SARMs are manufactured is that it was made in a way that it's supposed to only act on these certain cellular receptors and it's supposed to do only these things mm-hmm. right so it's very specific and all the good medication that is currently used in, in uh, on day-to-day basis for individuals usually are, are medicines that are for very specific things okay. because the research has been done long enough where it's like all right we know that this is going to cause this right so it's like x y and z like this is what's going to happen mm-hmm. um, that's why i think there's a beauty to that um and why i don't think that there are too many negative negative long-term uh impacts uh, one of the studies that I, I read showed that there is a slight, a very slight dip in your testosterone production maybe the first two weeks after you do it, mm-hmm. but then it goes back to normal. Like, you would have to be taking an insane amount of SORMs to, to really affect your body in the way 
that people think it's going to like it's uh, like a actual anabolic mm-hmm. right so uh, the way I thought about it was more like um, I don't want to say vitamins because that's a little too weak like it's not, <sighs> it's more than that obviously yeah, yeah. but uh, I like I liked putting it in line with neurotropics I don't know if okay. you guys are familiar with, with yeah, like yeah. brain brain drugs right yeah, yeah. Um, so when you, when you take when you take neurotropics like you're altering your neurochemistry Okay. So that you're more capable. So yeah. you're, you're, you're better at functioning, your neurons fire better, your memory is better. Um, I thought about it more like that, where it's like, I feel a little foggy after I take it for the first two weeks, but then I go back to my normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, where that, that, feed, that period of time that it takes for your body to find its like homeostasis again is, is not too long. Okay. Uh, whereas if you take, you know, fucking Anabar, right, yeah. for a couple of weeks, your body's going to be like, you're, fuck, you're like flooring it and then after that like you're like you're just completely off the throttle like, right yeah, you know yeah. so so your body is going up and down like a lot more than yeah. what it would be if you're to take a nootropic or a storm right. uh you're very careful with how you're adding yeah. you know something to your body i'm glad you i'm glad we brought this up because you said there's a there's multiple different storms out there yeah like, when you say multiple do you mean more than four yeah yeah right. i think there was somewhere around eight to twelve right so there's, like, there's I, a lot out I there. i remember i remember doing some research and i remember scrolling down and i kept seeing this kind, this kind. I kept seeing like letters combined with numbers. Whatever. This is a different one. Yeah. This is a different one. This is a different one. And they're all kind of like in that same way to put on ten to fifteen pounds of muscle. But I then also remember talking to another kid, you know, who we work with or whatever. Yeah. He was saying, "Oh, it's only four of them. There's only Osirin, Rad, and another one. And another one. Another couple, two others." And I was like, "No, I feel like there's, there's a more. lot." There's well, a the, lot. The, the most common most ones, common ones are like yeah. Rad, Osirin, and. LGD. LGD, yeah. yeah. Those are the three that are most well-known right now. Mm-hmm. But again, Austrian is the only one that actually has a lot of clinical research. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think RAD140 is the closest to uh, more of an anabolic effect because mm-hmm. uh, that's the one that is known for putting on more size. And mm-hmm. I have no idea what LGD is for. Mm-hmm. I, again, like, I only did research on the Austrian because right. I only wanted it to improve my joints. Right. Um, people who I saw take RAD from in our circle... I've only seen maybe one person actually see some kind of like, like gain from a physical yeah. gain. One person. Everybody yeah. else, everybody else is debatable what, whether or not what they were doing when they were on it is debatable. Like what their workout was, yeah. was it? What did it match what you were taking? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's another thing. It's not fucking magic. Yeah, like it's not right. gonna. It's not even <coughs> steroids. When people are like, "Well, you just take steroids, you can get big," like you still gotta put it in work. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I took the sorrows sure. and the, the first time I did it. I was very careful with my programming. Mm-hmm. Um, like you saw, like I was doing floor presses because my shoulder, I was scared of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I was doing bottoms up kettlebell presses. I was still doing mid-tier rehabilitation work, but involving it in a way where it's still a workout. Mm-hmm. That right. first, the first six to eight weeks that I had done the first cycle, um, I didn't probably, I didn't put on much mass. I probably gained maybe two pounds, mm-hmm. maybe three. Um, but that's where I find like a lot more stability. Right. Uh, and then I, I lost a little bit of that weight. And then the second time that I did it, also after I did it, I didn't take a PCT, right? So a lot of people take PCTs, uh, with people who aren't familiar with PCT, uh, post-cycle therapy. Uh, for those who take testosterone, they take something that's like a, a estrogen blocker right. or a, a, I don't know what else. Again, I don't have too much research on these yeah. things because I've done them. Right. Um, but I, I didn't see the reason that a PCT would be viable post-storm cycle. Because though it's called a cycle, SARMs don't change your testosterone levels. Right. So your right? estrogen levels shouldn't. Yeah. So right. you're you're you shouldn't be fucking with your estrogen if right. you're. It's fine. Like right. If your estrogen and testosterone levels are still proportionally fine right. and there's no like issues, 
then why would you take a PCT? Because mm-hmm. right. now you're now you're actually messing with your hormones, right. and you didn't do anything to your hormones in the first place. Mm-hmm. So why would you take something that now fuck with your hormones? Right, yeah. right. I think they're saying like, I think they, I think some people are saying take uh, take a P- PCT if you're uh, kind of a rat, rat in particular. Like the the couple people I do know who did take it, they said that they they take the PCT when they uh for mainly like rat. Yeah. But like is oxygen, it, is it stronger? Uh, it's a little bit more, I guess, like he was saying, it's more, a little more anabolic yeah, yeah, yeah. and a little more for, for mass building. So, uh-huh. like, it's like just in case, you know, your yeah. testosterone level does go down a little bit yeah. because of PCT to take that. But um, I think I really only heard for Rad. I do, I do think Neil believed it. He took one, he took Osher, he took like a PCT as well. But mm-hmm. I don't really, yeah. I don't really. The, the, the big thing is be independent in, in, in the things that you do. Like, the, I got my blood work done every time. Right. Yeah, I, I think uh, your experience <coughs> is definitely. I guess more. I guess what's the term to put it like more? Uh, more clinical experience. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, well, like, it's, you know, yeah. It it's, it's it's more science. You're you're going about it as a more scientific way. Yeah. Like you're going to do your blood work before, yeah. mm-hmm. after your yeah. six week cycle, and then after like another cycle mm-hmm. after that. So I think that's the best way to do it. Like if you're gonna go into something like this, do your blood work, yeah. do your research, and yeah. don't just go buy off the market and just take it and say like, oh, I'm just gonna see what happens, and I'm not gonna use any scientific way to prove. Yeah. If this thing actually works, or if there's any type of side effect mm-hmm. to to this product, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that comes from like my background, from, like academia. Like I, I was, yeah, yeah. you know, I was in analytics. Like, like I was a math major. Like I did like all this. Like I read papers all the time when I was in right. school. And the biggest thing is like, if you like, out of all things that you can trust, numbers are the one thing that like you can have more faith in. Right, uh, sure. Even numbers lie. If right, the right, person right. writing an article or information gives you a bunch of false numbers and false pretenses on like what they want to convey to you, yeah, that yeah. information is going to be skewed. Mm-hmm. But generally, if you look at cl- clinical research, you're going to find accurate depictions of what's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like the study that I saw, twelve point five to fifteen milligrams a day for individuals yeah. who didn't do more strenuous activity, like they didn't do weight bearing exercises, yeah. and they just took it, yeah. uh, and they had muscular dystrophy issues. These people gained one to three pounds, or whatever the number was. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you Google it, you'll be able to find the article and know which one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone who isn't well versed in reading articles or reading like papers, yeah. uh, it might be too much for them. Because I remember when I was on it, they started breaking down the chemical compounds, how it reacts with the cell, how it works within the cell, right. um, actually showing the the construct of uh, the, the chemical pound, that right. compound. So like that's overwhelming. Right? Yeah, yeah. So for someone who's not from an academic background, uh, I act like a fucking privilege. <laughs> uh, so, someone who's I'm not smart by the way I'm a fucking idiot so if I can do it I think anyone can do it yeah, if you go online the I mean, resources are there research on every type of supplement out there if yeah. you just dig through Google, right? yeah. you Google you Google and find every single supplement out there yeah. and there's some type of research on it whether it be in depth or not yeah. even though songs only been on for 10 years there's still some research on it. Exactly, right. exactly. So, so going out and doing your own research, don't just trust someone in their experience. Right, exactly. Because again, this again, this, sure. this is why I always bring up genetics when I talk about working out. Like everyone's body reacts differently to different substances. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not eating dairy because I don't like the way dairy feels. But some people, dairy is fine. Yeah, it's right? dairy is fine. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother them at all. Right. Um, I do intermittent fasting because I feel like my body feels better that way. Some right. people do keto. Some people do like all the different fad diets that are yeah, out yeah. there. Everyone does a different thing based on whatever works and feels better for them. So that's very subjective. Um, so when it comes to doing any substance, like you have to be in sync with your body. Right. Um, and the best way to do that is to actually go and get some work done and figure out where the fuck you stand. Right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think Malcolm and I definitely agree on the part that like everyone has their own method or everyone body, everyone's body is different, right? So yeah. you gotta find your 
you know what works for you whether it be supplements whether it be food uh, the diet uh, training even like what, what some exercise might be better for yeah. some individual some exercise might be worse for some individual so uh, for sure I think SARMs is the thing where you really have to take into consideration like what your goals are like is yeah. your goal for you for you yeah. for example it was not for muscle building for, yeah. well for the kid. second time it was well the second time <laughs> yeah, the second time it was yeah, yeah. But, but the first time you, you were more inclined towards like you know getting your health better and like yeah. you're Feeling making better. sure your joints are yeah. freaking better right because yeah. you felt like you couldn't even walk yeah. uh, no. when your joints were um, second time though yeah. to get jacked because the first time I, t- I took a I think around 12 week break after I'd taken it okay. uh, I kept my diet I kept going everything still felt good which okay. is what my worry was but that it would just go away because yeah, yeah. I mean it was years of like I fucking couldn't do anything yeah. and I had the fear that it would go back to that that state of like I can't use my muscles in the way that I would like to uh-huh. and my body's going to kill weak yeah. but it didn't I still felt pretty stable um so I decided to go for a second second take and mm-hmm. just you know really push this time uh-huh. and kind of get back those gains that I lost over the years yeah. from the injuries. Are you currently still taking? No, so I actually just got off uh, two weeks ago. I did eight weeks, and um, this time I gained like four pounds. But I also in- in- increased my calories by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Increase my protein intake, so I did. Is obviously not con- this one wasn't a controlled study. Mm. Uh, the the last one was the, the first time I did it was definitely way more of a controlled, independent like a study for myself. Yeah. Uh, the second time was like, all right, I know this works. It's not just a bluff because mm. I felt way better after I did it that first yeah. time. So the second time I was like, I'm just gonna push. I'm just gonna push as much as I can. And mm. I mean, M- Malcolm knows I got way fucking bigger. Yeah, yeah. Like I got noticeably bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In those, in those uh, eight weeks, and I got a lot stronger. Yeah, yeah. I went from. Uh, dumbbell flat pressing like maybe like 45s for reps so like 70s for reps like oh, nice. easy I went from my deadlift going from like a 225 I jumped to a 315 by I did a I think I did top, it was a top set single but I did uh, it three times nice okay. that's good um, that's good like numbers that I haven't hit in a long time yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so this time I was like I want to push and get back to like you know being impressive because uh-huh. like I was at a point where I was, I was out of the gym for so long that my body composition was not impressive uh-huh. Uh, but right now, I think I'm at 158 pounds, around 12%. Okay. And I like look and feel way better than I've ever felt. Mm. Now, do you feel like you have to go back on it for for your joints to still feel this way? Or that's, do that's, you feel like it's, you don't have to go back on it ever again? No. So that's that's like the double-edged sword with this right, right now that I'm not sure. Uh-huh. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Is that uh-huh. So it's been two weeks that I haven't taken it. And I already feel like weaker. Weaker, okay. Weaker, and I feel like my joints are starting to bother me, bother me a little bit more again. Okay. But the thing is, I never want to have my body reliable on anything. So even yeah, with, make with, sure, yeah, for sure. With caffeine, like, I, I try to take tea breaks, right? To try to week off, just, like, don't drink coffee. Yeah, yeah, same here. Go, go like, you know, cold, and yeah, just yeah. let your body get your caffeine tolerance right. back. Um, so I don't ever want to, to rely on it. That's one. Two... I also don't want to do it so often where it's like eight weeks on, eight weeks off, eight weeks on. Like, because mm-hmm. I'm only 22. Right. Right. So I am, it's very early stage in my development. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know when the next time I'm going to take it is, but I know I will take it again eventually. Okay. Um, right now I'm talking to Gaspar to build me a program uh-huh. uh, to, because I still feel, I feel way better. I feel way stronger. Yeah. But I still have a lot of issues that I know I shouldn't have. I feel cartilage crunching every once uh-huh. in a while. Uh, I feel like I, everything is it cracks more than it should, and yeah. I think those aren't uh, weaknesses or like injuries. I think this is more of a 
now I need to really everything is strong, but now I just really need to tweak and tune things to like get it to be like a okay. Yeah, and I mean now I think you have the proper knowledge in terms of like how to lift, yeah. performing the proper execution for the lift. So now it's just about just building strength and building that bone density, yeah, and increasing that to a point where eventually I would I would hope that you don't need the arms. Mm-hmm. And your bone density will be strong enough to where you could just be capable of just doing yeah, daily activities yeah. and also, you know, lifting heavier weights as yeah. well. So that's one of the things that I'm doing right now is I'm not worried about the weight now at yeah, all. Yeah. Uh, I will pick 40s, I'll pick 50s, and yeah, yeah. like for dumbbell pressing, rowing, whatever right. it is. I'll leave it to a relatively low weight and I'll just go for repetitions and mm. control and just just leave it at that. Just get tired, get my heart rate to go up, yeah. break a sweat, yeah. get a good workout in yeah. and just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't push for glory on weight, like I, I cause I don't. I'm never gonna compete. Never right. gonna be in a show. I'm never gonna right. do powerlifting. Uh-huh. I just want to be fit and healthy, right, like, right. long term in life. Mm-hmm. So my goal right now is to just be able to just work out and again, like you're saying, like improve bone density, mm-hmm. uh, cause that just comes with time, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. And I don't want to push it to the point where it's like I'm gonna hurt myself again. Uh-huh. And I just I don't really care about the weight anymore either. Uh, now that I, I know that I'm stronger and a little bit more stable, yeah. uh, I'm like kind of coming back off of it a little, laying back, and uh, just kind of smooth sailing, like coasting now. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Like I just want to coast and kind of stay where I am. Yeah. Are you trying to put on more weight? Not really. No. Okay. Uh, again, I started off working out at like 115 or 120 pounds. Okay. Uh, so, so since then, I have put on what 35 pounds of, of muscle. Okay, yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. over over the what many years, however many years I've been lifting. Right. So like I, I don't think my uh, this again genetics. I don't think my frame was meant to hold too much mass. Like the way I look right now, mm-hmm. I feel like this is like the right place to be. Okay. Like yeah. for my body composition, right. I probably need bigger legs just to like proportion out my upper body right now because right. my upper body is way bigger. But uh, I I feel like uh, this is a comfortable weight for me around 160 pounds. I just want to be denser. Okay. Like uh, good examples like Chris Johnson. He's like 185 pounds. He doesn't look gigantic, right. but he's dense. Yeah. He's just a fucking thick bitch. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's he's doing rolling, he's doing BJJ and stuff like that. So he's just building up bone density from just like always moving around. Mm. He's been lifting for years, like mm-hmm. multiple yeah. decades. Yeah. Right. He's 40. Yeah. The difference between you and him is the fact that like you can look at him and see, uh. <laughs> His like wrist size are a lot yeah, bigger yeah, than, dude. than your. I got baby wrists. <laughs> I got baby wrists. His wrists are really big. You can I tell. Like wrists are tiny. He can be. Yeah. He can be like two hundred pounds if he really yeah. wanted to. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, you know he yeah. can put on more mass. He can handle a lot more. Yeah. But the reason the reason I look up to him is he's forty. He doesn't program. Right. He just works out. He's mm-hmm. just like I just want to be here. Right. He doesn't care about the way he looks really overall. Yeah. You know, for, and, and from a bodybuilding perspective. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wants to feel like capable. Mm-hmm. And he's forty. Like he's killing it for forty. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I was to do just working out, not pushing for glory, just like working out, mm-hmm. like doing whatever's you know RPE six seven, mm-hmm. and then every time it's too easy, it becomes like a three four. Yeah, uh, yeah. For people who don't know RPEs, rate of perceived exertion. Yeah. Uh, scale out of ten. So if it becomes a three or four, bump up the weight, right? So think about it that way instead of like always pushing for the next yeah. and like always being like, I need to add five pounds. Yeah. If I do it like that and I did it for 20 more years, mm-hmm. no way in hell I'm going to be small. Like right. my body will adapt, my bone density will increase. Yeah, for and, sure. Um, and, you know, I, I know for a fact that it'll be a very slow but linear progression. Yeah. And um, I like your perspective on that because I think a lot of people who are, of course, that you're, you're 20... 
right. Uh, so people in their twenties, I think they're they want to be in a rush. They want to be like, I want to be fucking huge right yeah. away. So that's not gonna happen. That's the reason why <laughs> I think a lot of people are interested in taking or want to take SARMs because they want to get yeah. huge right away. They want to take yeah. steroids. They want to get huge right away. And which it will, it will help you, I think. But in the long run, if you just give your body time and you just train mm-hmm. hard and eat right and you know. Yeah, so that's sleep well, take the proper recovery, take the proper precautions, and also take you know base your basic supplements. You can still get a really good physique, and also like your strength could be up there in terms of uh, where it needs to be. Yeah. yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I think our our slogan at the gym like it's not fitness, it's a lifestyle or whatever it is, right? I always thought it was I always thought it was cheesy, but then like if you really think about it, like working out isn't just you go to the gym and that's it. Like eighty percent of it is nutrition and sleep. Mm-hmm. water to take like there's so much that goes into it right. and you're not gonna just get jacked and that's it like you made it that, I feel like that's with anything in life like you're yeah. not, you don't just make it and that's it like life keeps going right. like time's not gonna stop for anyone right. so you're better off just trying to find a way to, to, to be able to always coast and be happy with like that smooth sailing yeah. right? so I feel like for, for Chris Johnson like he's, he's at that point where it's mm-hmm. like he's healthy right he's, mm-hmm. he's doing well he's doing fine he doesn't really care about gaining size right. as long as he feels good but the thing is like he's done it for so long that like he's stronger than anyone I know. Dude, he's fucking doing three fifteen four. Sorry, I'm cursing a lot. No, 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 it's good cursing. Go ahead. He uh like will deadlift three fifteen for sets. He's squatting three two two three plates all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, like he's he's not like he's not doing weight, mm-hmm. but he's been doing it for so long. I'm assuming that weight is like not heavy to him. Yeah. That's like once you get to a three fifteen deadlift, the one thirty five is baby weight. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. the same thing for him, except three plates for him is that yeah because mm-hmm. he has just built that density over time right mm-hmm. Yeah. definitely would you uh do you have like an idea of like when you're thinking about getting on the SARM again no as of right now no 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 okay. uh there's nothing that i can think of i mean maybe if, if things really start feeling bad again possibly but right now i'm going to be completely changing my programming mm-hmm. i'm going to start doing yoga again which i haven't done since i started here yeah um I just I haven't had the time, so I'm gonna start doing yoga again. Starting to get like I'm very tight everywhere from like these two cycles and yeah. lifting constantly. So, working on flexibility, working on more like formal like my fascia release stuff, uh, just improving my uh, overall kind of uh, not proportion my uh, my current postural problems because mm-hmm. uh, I have still some of those working on symmetry. Yeah. Just like the little things, like the details on it, I'm kind of like want to fine tune things right now. Yeah. Uh, with programming and uh, you know, again, I'm taking that step back where I'm not going too heavy, so I'm not pushing for glory. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna do that for probably like 10, 12 weeks, uh, and give my body a break. Cause that's another thing I think when you're into lifting, you forget that you're putting strain on your body so often. Yeah, for sure. Like all the time, you're just mm-hmm. fucking beating the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. You're like fucking lift more like every day right Mm -hmm. and I think for us like being in that lifting community we forget that our body needs time to recover and our body wasn't meant to handle load every single day all the time yeah like you need a deload week you need to like I took the last two weeks man I worked out three times yeah yeah. I think maybe two times because I was like "Ah, I'm tired Mm -hmm. I'm fucking I don't feel like working out right Right, now like take some time off yeah yeah I stopped really caring about for the last two weeks I just ate Uh I was like I want a fucking Mm -hmm. cupcake Fucking, I'm hungry. Like I want a uh, cookie. Like right. Like that's that's part of like the other aspects of life. Yeah. Um. Sure. So I'm kind of taking a step back and doing it more to just like keep myself fit, keep myself going. Because the one thing is like, if you've lifted for long enough, you're not gonna just get fat out of nowhere. 
Yeah. That's, in my opinion, unless you're really dumb with perfect, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if, you're, if you've done it for very long, you've built that base, you've earned it. You can earn that cookie now. Like, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Right. So I'm kind of taking that step back and letting myself coast. And, um, yeah, I don't think I would take it until maybe way later down the line where I'm like, okay, everything still feels good and mm-hmm. now I just really want that extra boost. Just like want another coffee or an espresso. It's yeah. like way later down the line. Yeah. So yeah. what I mean, what were your I guess recommendation or advice for people who are interested in taking SARMs? Because yeah. you know, we talked about Malcolm and I talked about this in our previous SARMs po- podcast. Um, we don't have too much experience. We never mm-hmm. took it. So from coming from someone who actually took it and had experience with it, like what is your recommendation for someone who's interested? Or who is looking yeah. into taking some? Um, get your schedule down before you even think about it. Mm-hmm. Your programming should be perfect. Your nutrition, should, well, not perfect. It should be. I always abide by the eighty twenty principle. Eighty percent of the time, it should be almost like always good. Yeah. Right. Uh, you should have you, you should have your diet down, your sleep down, your water intake down, your programming down. Yeah. yeah. Right. All those things first. If you're not already doing those things right, don't even think about SARMs. Yeah. Because then you're just trying to use it as a cheat code. Right. Right. That's not gonna last you. That's not gonna get you anywhere. Right, right. Right, you're gonna take it. You're gonna feel good for those six weeks, and then you're gonna be like, all right, now I'm back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. Right. So get those things down first. This, that's why I did the rehab first. Okay. That's why I did yeah. all the all this stuff before I even thought of doing it. Yeah. Uh, second, do your research. Like, it's new. Don't just trust someone and, and do it just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, do your own research. Have confidence in in doing it. Because uh, when I did it, there was no part of me that was like, oh, I'm scared. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Because like, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing it. Yeah. Uh, I did my own research. Right. So. I had faith in my own capacity as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then third would just be, just like generally just be smart. Do your blood work, you know, if, if you're, you're scared of that. Um, do, don't like, over, don't do like three pills a day, right? Yeah. You know, just, just take your time with it, figure out how it affects your body and really, again, be in sync with what you're doing and f- just kind of make sure you're doing it right. Like have your schedule down. Like I remember when I was doing it, uh, I remember to take it every day in the morning at the right time. Mm-hmm. I would take all my my Maltese. I was taking yeah, like everything like yeah. to a T was yeah. good. Uh, so if you're not already doing that with everything else, what makes you think that if you were to take the SARM, that would be like the magic pill? There's no magic pill. Right. Like, it, it's just it's just another supplement. Like, yeah. End of the day, it's just a supplement. Yeah. So yeah, take all that into consideration because it is something that is uh, one new in the field and. We don't know the negative effects. So I wouldn't endorse or recommend it to anyone unless they've already found the confidence to do it on their own. Yeah, I mean, uh, Malcolm, I probably definitely agree upon the, the idea that your nutrition, your workout, and your sleep should be on point before you actually decide to hop on any of these, I guess, uh, freaking drugs or yeah. supplements. I mean, supplements, I guess, is okay, but... Uh, Supplements of drugs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, supplements of drugs, but like the more serious ones. Yeah, 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 the more serious ones, like like Anavar, steroids. Things in the gray uh, area, you know, things in a gray area. Um, if you're if you decide to take these things, like if you're not training properly and you're not really programming properly, or you're not sleeping properly and you're not eating properly, and you you just decided to hop on this because you feel like you're not you're limiting you already limited yourself. Uh, from making more gains like you have to check those things first before you actually yeah, step right. into yeah. that zone of like oh, I'm gonna start taking a drug now to to break that barrier yeah would you, would you always recommend someone brand new to start with Austrian or does it do you think it matters of well the reason I would recommend Austrian is because 
that's the only one that I've found a lot of research with. Okay. That's also the one that has the least anabolic effects, from what I can tell, and it is more available. So one of the, the issues with SARMs in general is that you're not sure what substance you're going to get because of the fact that it's not regulated. Right? right. So you could be saying, the person could be selling it to you as like 22.5 milligrams of MK2866 Austrian. Yeah. If you do a test, it could come out that you're, there's only 10 milligrams in there. Okay. Right? So the reason why I am more uh, re- uh, more readily open to taking the Austrian is because it's been around for longer where I'm more uh, confident that I'm going to get what I'm asking for or mm-hmm. what I'm buying. Because uh, what, what a lot of people are doing is to sell SARMs, they're buying it in bulk from like China. Yeah, yeah. They're creating the pills on their own and selling them off. Oh, yeah. But what China will do sometimes is that they'll they'll give you good stuff as a sample right. but they'll give you a bunch of like crap for when you want fillers, the big ball yeah fillers yeah. Yeah, yeah right so the only reason I would recommend Austrian over the other, over the others is because of the fact that it's been around for longer and it's more likely that you'll be actually getting the thing that you're asking for right. okay um, that just because there's more research out there but again I, everyone got to make their own decision you can't make someone you can't let someone make your decisions for you right yeah, yeah. yeah it makes sense that, make, that makes sense uh, you have any other questions to ask? Uh, what, is it, are the joints the joints that do bother you right now? Which ones are they? Is your knees and your shoulders? Still? Uh, when it's cold, everything a little, uh, but it's nothing nothing major. Okay. But I, I can do pressing movements. I can do pulling movements. My left knee still sometimes bothers me. It, like do the cracks, right? My crack, my cracks. Too. Yeah, so I always have the cracks, and uh, I have a slight valgus on my left knee, which is the caving in of the knee. And um, every once in a while, if I do like heavy knee down exercises, which I have stopped doing, I stopped doing heavy deep squats. Uh, I stopped doing like heavy leg presses, hack squats, and stuff like that. More functional stuff. How do you do legs then? I guess this is why my legs are smaller. <laughs> I'll do I'll do like a rear elevated, uh, rear foot elevated squats. Oh, okay. Oh, squats, the other day, the other day I did see you doing walking lunges. That yeah, day. walking lunges, like stuff that's like more functional and like more movement oriented mm-hmm. because what I do it that way one it puts less pressure on just like the knee of the tendon yeah. and uh, two it feels more uh, kind of like as close to compound as I want to get because mm-hmm. uh, the reason I the reason I stay away from bilateral compound movements overall is because I have diagnosed scoliosis mm-hmm. so my, mm-hmm. my my lumbar spine deviates slightly to the right I'm sorry slightly to the yeah slightly to the right uh, just two vertebrae, I think. Uh-huh. So I've always had uh, rib flare on my left side, uh-huh. uh, and my abs are way more, way less developed on this side. Uh-huh. Uh, because of that reason, I distribute way more of my weight to my right side. Uh-huh. So I like staying away from bilateral movements. Uh, and I didn't find this out until like last year. Uh-huh. I was still squatting last yeah, year, yeah. and then I, I, I remember. Yeah, and I found out, and I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be back squatting. Yeah, yeah. It's not good for me because my weight distribution always going to be off. Right. Um, but yeah, so my left knee still a little bit with patellar the patellar tendonitis, but. If I do like a lot of banded work uh, before a workout, it doesn't bother me at all. And usually it's not an issue. My elbows are fine. My shoulders are really stable for, for what they used to be, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. Right. Uh, I need a lot of like development because they've just I haven't been able to do anything that's for my shoulders since I got those injuries yeah. and everything else is overdeveloped in comparison. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's nothing that's like pain. Cause I used to be in like, like it'd be painful. Mm-hmm. I try to do a push up and to be in pain. Yeah. So nothing is pain anymore, but there's still things that feel unstable. Right. Uh, and I just don't feel solid yet. But I think that'll just come with time with a little bit more of a balance of like yoga, stretching, probably get a massage. To get, I have knots everywhere too. Yeah. I'm fucking, I've, right, I've had this for like weeks 
I've had this giant knot in my left trap, uh-huh. like right by my neck. It just fucking hurts. Yeah. Right. So like trying to get rid of these knots and trying to get my uh, body to just be a little bit more loose, because mm-hmm. it's just tight, like tightly wound up. Um, but other than that, yeah, I just, I just, you know, want to coast. Right. Alright. Sounds good. Uh, well, with that being said, let's close out this podcast. Um, I'll let you give your plug in. Yeah, yeah. It's been an hour, so it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I think we gave some good information for for the listeners on SARMs. Um, what you should do about SARMs if you decide to take SARMs, you know, take those precautions. Um, double check everything, like double check your nutrition, your sleep, um, and then also your training as well before you actually step into you know that gray area of taking a drug. Uh, so with that being said, Imran, you want to talk about your yes, podcast yes. and uh, what you do? Yeah, so if you can't tell, I talk a shit ton. I <laughs> don't really stop. I have a lot of things that I'm always thinking about. It's just always been me, and that's partially the reason why I started a podcast. Um, it's called the Unmapped Podcast. You can find it on any platform, Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Cast, whatever it is. It's on YouTube as well with video form. Uh, the premise of the podcast is basically talking to individuals who are in their 20s who are trying to figure their lives out and to show you that social media is a fugazi and you should not trust those pictures that you see. People who are actually in their 20s and figuring their life out are having a fucking tough time because there's a lot going on and everyone wants to do their own thing and it's just a very interesting time. Uh, so I talk to individuals from all walks of life and you'll get a idea of what's actually out there and what people are actually doing. Maybe it'll spark inspiration of some sorts, but you can check that out. And uh, again, it's called the Unmapped Podcast if you want to listen to more of me talking. But uh, on that note, interesting. I think that's it. Wait, so it's only for people in their 20s? or Generally, generally speaking, I, I keep it to late teens uh-huh. into mid-20s. Okay. Uh, I think, one, more people are likely to listen to that given uh-huh. that is the generation of people who know what like Instagram flaunting is. Right, right, you know what right, I mean? Right, like yeah. if, if I was to talk to someone in their 30s like yeah. they've already kind of made it in life you know what I mean yeah. my, my point is I want to talk to people who are on their current path yeah. right people who haven't made it yet but are working towards something because uh-huh. uh, I know so many people that are working towards something but no one ever talks about those stories because they haven't made it yet mm-hmm. uh, but again when, uh, hence the name on yeah on math yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad you got it <laughs> yeah. uh, which is why again I mentioned earlier the whole thing with like with like it's a life thing um there's no time where you stop really you're always time is always going you're always doing something um so i think it is very interesting to talk to people who are in their prime of youth and they want to make their dreams like a reality and and and, and on top of that it's like we're in this time where anyone can do anything that they want uh our economy has not seen so many people leaving their jobs on corporate fields at the rate that they're leaving them more people understand that there is freedom in life and that they need to go for it and find it uh, because you have one life. Uh, yeah, so for sure. Yeah. My podcasts go pretty long. Uh, they're usually an hour to anywhere to two hours. They're very similar to Joe Rogan style, uh, yeah. open forum discussions. Um, and I talk to all different types of people. But I also have very like random episodes. I have episodes where I'm drinking with people, smoking with people. Uh, I just talking to people about life and what's going on because uh, at the end of the day people that are in their 20s we're the ones that are going to live in life that is here in 50 60 years right yeah the old farts that are on their way out they're not the ones that are going to be living the life here right? right so like we got to see who's doing what you know at our age group because they're the ones that are going to be the leaders tomorrow yeah that's awesome man uh i, I would definitely want to get on that podcast <laughs> yeah of course as a guest i'm a little too old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too old all right well thanks for coming on to this podcast we appreciate your insight on uh, sarms because we definitely want people who had experience taking you know the, the topics 
that we talk about on here, like whether it be supplements, whether it be certain training styles, we want people who actually have experience and not just Malcolm and I talking on, you know, our opinions. Uh, we just want we want to have actual experience of people who have actually been there and done that uh, to give their advice for people out there. Uh, but if you guys have any questions or any comments, um, you know, let us know on all the podcast application apps and also leave us a review on the podcast application. That would be greatly appreciated. And once again, if you want to check out Imran and his podcast, is uh, the Unmapped Podcast on all podcast applications. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Peace out, guys. Peace, peace.